You're listening to Kyle Warren. Well, here we are in the aftermath of the events on Capitol Hill yesterday on Wednesday. And I will say this. The people that breached the Capitol, broke windows, went inside and trashed the the place, basically, uh, and did vandalism, did all these kinds of things. It was completely unacceptable. It's completely unacceptable. There is no good excuse for that, no matter what. And I will tell you, I'll expound on this today. But we condemn the violence over the summer. We condemn it now. Stay with us, folks. All right. Welcome, everyone, around the globe and across the net. Kyle Warren with you. A great pleasure to be with you as we begin this Thursday edition, January the 7th, 2021. Uh, And uh, we do have an awful lot to tell you about on the program today. You know, yesterday uh, was just a terrible, terrible day. Four people, of course, lost their lives in the incidents on Capitol Hill. Um, The very uh, procedure that was going on at the time to listen to and debate uh, objections uh, to issues having to do with the election that had been brought up. Those, of course, were completely shut down. Many of those uh, uh, objections had, had been withdrawn later, of course. Uh, and so on and so forth. Um, But nevertheless, even if people showed up and they were angry about what they perceived in the election. That is no reason whatsoever to uh, to uh, uh, essentially do the violence and the property damage and all of that that we witnessed yesterday. It's simply unacceptable. That was my position, as I said, back in the summertime uh, and in the fall with the Black Lives Matter rally uh, rallies or riots, I should say, uh, demonstrations, protests, as they're being called. But again, So I'm consistent. I'm consistently going to condemn uh, any kind of violent acts, any kind of, uh, of, uh, of mayhem or property damage. And I've been consistent with that. And, and I'm comfortable with that. Now, I understand that there could have been agent provocateurs involved in that uh, in the melee. Um, I certainly can understand that. There's some uh, some that say, oh, the Viking guy, he's uh, Antifa and all this. And then I heard, well, no, he's not really Antifa. Uh, and so unfortunately, we don't know all of the facts just yet. So I'm going to say this. I think that we should, uh, with the uh, video evidence, uh, eyewitness, and then, of course, also facial recognition systems, we understand that were being employed at the same time. Those who have already been arrested and those who are likely to be arrested as a result of all these surveillance and videos and pictures and selfies, for goodness sake, we're going to find out who they are. We're going to find out what who they're affiliated with. And no matter who they're affiliated with, they need to be prosecuted for the things that they that they committed yesterday on Capitol Hill. Also, 
Now, of course, as you've heard, President Trump has been essentially banned right now from social media, at least from Facebook, I know. Twitter had uh, suspended his account. I don't know if that's coming online uh, anytime soon. Um, But here's the thing. Even in President Trump's address, and this is, uh, again, a, a lot of times there's been a lot of attacks on President Trump over the years. There's no doubt about that. We've talked about that here on the show. But in other ways, President Trump also has a, a keen uh, ability sometimes to do a, what I have called unforced errors. Um, and uh, in his um, uh, uh, video yesterday, you know, he probably shouldn't have mentioned the election at all. I, I think he shouldn't have mentioned it really at all. I think he could have, um, perhaps in a much better way, simply called for uh, people to stop what they're doing, uh, to pull back, uh, that this is unacceptable. Uh, we're crossing a line here. He could have said this in our country, basically, um, regardless of the other riots that we've seen in the past in the in the, in the last few months. Um, but if he had made one large blanket statement i think it would have been received a lot better it would have been perceived a lot better and he could have left continued discussion of the election issues for another time because at that very very moment um He has to have seen how that was really playing out there across America. Now, again, the very issues that were that so many people showed up in Washington. And again, they didn't go there to breach the Capitol and, you know, this kind of thing. This was a small number of people compared to uh, the many, many thousands and thousands of people that were there. They were there because they wanted to support. They wanted to, uh, uh, you know, uh, essentially in support of what was going on inside and so it would be completely illogical for people to make the trip to washington for example because they were going to be doing the objections um in the electoral count in the joint session but it would it would be completely illogical if they wanted the very thing that they the evidence right the quote-unquote the evidence if the very thing they wanted to come out and be discussed in open and where the media couldn't ignore it anymore for example that kind of thing well it would be completely illogical to storm the capitol building because by doing so it shut down the proceedings obviously it caused many of these objections to be withdrawn and it essentially just gave a black eye to anybody who's ever supported the policies of president trump if you see exactly what's happening politically today what'll what will happen is even even if you just live in a different state far away from washington and you and you voted for trump because you wanted to have lower taxes you wanted to have a better foreign policy uh you wanted to uh you know do all these things bring the jobs home and bring the troops home and all this kind of stuff well they're going to essentially tar and feather you because you even voted for donald trump at this point and that is a very very sad thing because the idea is not that it's trump the man it was Trump, the person who was actually beginning to bring these different policies to bear for our country that was helping people of all different walks of life and all different races and all different ethnicities to be able to have opportunity in America because Americans across the highways and byways of the land 
are not racist. They they don't hate their neighbor. Uh, they're not looking to hurt anybody and all this kind of thing. Everybody wants to be able to, and we're finding out, right? Very, very, uh, very, very well. We're finding out that we need to be able to have our businesses open and do commerce and have customers come in. That's what Americans are all about. And yet now, a lot of that is in such jeopardy because of what happened at the Capitol. I'll expound on the other side of the break. Kyle Warren. If you're a veteran looking to file for your service-connected benefits through the Department of Veterans Affairs, don't go it alone. AMVET's highly trained service officers stand ready to walk you through the process at VA regional offices around the country, helping you to navigate the complex VA system free of charge. With new presumptions for Agent Orange exposure and other conditions, AMVETS can offer you the advice you need to finally receive all of your earned benefits. In 2009 alone, AMVETS helped process more than 65,000 claims and appeals, securing more than $410 million in benefits. To find your nearest AMVETS service officer or to learn more, visit at amvets.org. Hey, I'm going out to buy those shelves for the closet. Oh, will you pick up 800 lumen bulbs? Honey, I love you, but 800 more flowers? You'll give the neighbors a real reason to think we're wacky. <laughs> Not flower bulbs, light bulbs. Come on, Dad. Lumens tell you how bright a bulb is. Our 60-watt bulbs give off about 800 lumens. We can replace them with new 800 lumen bulbs. Bulbs just as bright that use much less energy. So, we'll save money. Yes, and we can use that money to increase my allowance. Right. (laughs) Wise guy. Worth a try. So, you got that? Got it. No tulips, no watts, 800 lumens, and more savings. He got it. Lumens, the new way to shop for light. Learn more at energysavers.gov. That's energysavers.gov. A message from the U.S. Department of Energy. After a long, hard day in the rough-and-tumble world of politics, open a tall, cool Kyle Warren show. Ah, that crisp, refreshing taste. That smooth style. That effervescing attitude. And without all that other stuff that can, well, bog you down. Helping to put back what the daily media assault takes away, listen to The Kyle Warren Show weekdays right here on this station and visit the website at kylewarrenshow.com. I'm Ron Edwards, host of the Edwards Notebook. Class is in session with the professor of politics, Kyle Warren. Yes, you are, and thank you very much, Mr. Ron Edwards, host of the Edwards Notebook. And we're going to hear from Ron a little bit later on in the program today. Once again, welcome back to the show, everybody. Don't forget, I'm on Parlor now. You can go to Parlor and find me at Kyle Warren Show. That's at Kyle Warren Show on Parlor. And go to kylewarrenshow.com. There you'll find me on Facebook and other social media. You can also subscribe to the program. And we sure appreciate it when you do that. And we keep going up and up and up, just like the music is doing right there, folks. And once again, thanks uh, for listening to the show. And if you are new to the program, if you like what we do here, we do ask that you consider subscribing to the program uh, and sharing the program on social media. Uh, That helps to get the word out about the program. And once again, uh, it's just a great pleasure to be with you. These are very divisive times 
uh, that's an understatement. There's just no doubt about that. What these events on Capitol Hill, the breaching of the Capitol, the storming of the Capitol, wherever you want to call it, um, is not only continuing to divide the country, but it now will divide those who had been supportive of, of uh, Donald Trump's presidency because Donald Trump was bringing to bear these kinds of policies, economic policies, uh, foreign policy, uh, domestic policy, bringing jobs home, as we talked about in the previous segment, the rising tide, lifting all boats. See, I think that's how we um, address many of these other issues that we have in our country. It's not just simply about, well, now the Democrats will be in charge and, and the Democrats have some sort of, of, um, of, um, corner on the market on on uh, on uh, race relations and all this kind of stuff because they clearly don't uh, they've they've clearly uh, created a much more divided uh, sort of uh, uh, sort of atmosphere on that but as i was saying in the previous segment the people across the highways and byways who did not want the policies of joe biden who don't want the corporate tax rate to go up, the personal tax rate essentially to go up, uh, roll back the Trump tax cuts, um, have all this other stuff that uh, that that is going to push Biden to the left, uh, the AOCs, these literally people who now just out and out essentially advocate for socialism, uh, and and it goes against the sort of the natural inclination of I think many so many of the people across the highway and byways you know it's interesting that when people are getting jobs businesses are thriving and where minorities uh, have a much better uh, atmosphere in which to build a business uh, and all the but everybody has a better opportunity to build a business then that's that rising tide that lifts all the boats and you know what the good people of the world and in our nation in particular uh, they have uh, no animosity towards other people, one another. That hasn't been my experience to ever, you know, I mean, there are people who are bad, yes, and there are people who may harbor this or that about somebody else, but I think they're, in, they're not even close to being um, a vast majority of people. And we all, we've all dealt with somebody like that. But generally speaking, people are good-hearted. People are, are accepting of other people. They're not going to out and out be mean to somebody or this kind of thing. It's just not in our nature. So our natural inclination is to be kind to one another. Our natural inclination is to have this thing, this you know, capitalism happening, where where again, every you know, people get opportunity, and the more that we all do better, it's just better for everybody. But what has to be sold to you is the notion of socialism or communism, for example. But in this case, socialism in the sense of trying to bring to bear these kinds of things into our society. And they have to sell you on it or they have to take power and then they have to impose it upon you. It's interesting that we're, nobody's worried that they're going to impose capitalism on us. They're imposing it. on No, no. That's the natural outgrowth. That's the natural thing of people doing business and being able to prosper. It's the socialists who have to impose it on you or try to sell you. And they, they start with the young people. They start in the education system and they start this whole thing going.
and um, and and then that causes a lot more pain, a lot more suffering, I think, in the long run than um, than we could ever imagine. So that being said, those those people who had been supportive of these ideas of bringing jobs home, of of bringing manufacturing and and, you know, the, the for lack of a better term, the make America great again ideal. Well, they're going to be tarred and feathered now with 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 because a small group of people went into the Capitol building, which was wrong. And there's no excuse for that. I don't care if they were mad about the election. It's it. What it does is it undermines the very fabric of the things that we talk about when we talk about the rule of law. Because I will tell you this, as I said earlier, it's illogical to storm the Capitol building if the very thing you want to have put out into the world and discussed and have it be a media issue is being done. There's just no reason. Why, why would you do that? It's, it's cutting off your nose to spite your face. And um, so even if you're mad about the election, there's, there's still no excuse for that. Because even if that just played out the way that we all knew it was going to play out, even with the objections, we still have to go by the rule of law. Well, they were lawless and they stole the election. Well, I think that is going to come out in one way, shape, or form as we move through the next period of time. You know, in, in other words, it's, it's going to percolate and it's going to take time. And one day I think it will be shown that the voting machines were rigged or, or all these, you know, these things may play out. But it's but it's not going. It was never going to play out. I hate to say, between November third and January the sixth, because there was no critical mass that was being generated for it. We say, well, Kyle, well, we had these. We had the evidence. We had the video. We have. Oh, I know all about that, and I've talked about that at length. I've talked about it with Captain Matt Bruce. We we also though have to have to realize that if there was. If, in other words, just flip this whole thing around. If it was Joe Biden who was saying, look, they Trump stole the election and Vladimir Putin rigged the machines and all this kind of stuff, there would be commissions and, there, and the, the news media would be on top of this 100% of the time, all the time. They would generate that critical mass. And there would have been a lot more investigation, shall we say. And I'll, and I'll, I'll compare it with this, too. So walk with me here just for a second. Remember when the impeachment was going on? Well, the media really tried, but even in, in even along with their trying to make it a critical mass, there just wasn't the um, the feeling in, in the country. And I could tell, I could tell there wasn't a critical mass happening to remove Donald Trump at that point for you know uh, with the Ukraine call basically. Um, so that's a good example of being able to withstand a media onslaught. But had there been this happening for the Joe Biden thing, we would have seen other demonstrations that might could have just maybe turned into riots. I'll just say that. And it would have been a critical mass being generated by the media. At the very least, it would you would have seen. I think you would have seen judges actually looking at that case if it was Joe Biden. And again, yes, there's bias and yes, that's how it goes, but that's, that's how it is. And, you know, it's, it's the hypocrisy that we're seeing. And that's, so that's why I said at the beginning of the show, 
you know, I think I've been very consistent in condemning the violence of the Black Lives Matter uh, riots and all these things that we saw over the summer in the cities where everything was being set on fire. I've been consistent, so I'm not going to change now because I do think that having this play out under the procedures that were already there, that would have benefited the conservative movement, certainly the GOP, better down the road, especially two years from now. But because whomever went into the Capitol building, and I think it's a mix of very far left and very far right, I do know that there's um, agent provocateurs, and again, we're going to find out who they are in the legal system, and then we will know for sure. And I think no matter who they are, for whatever reason they went in the Capitol, they need to be prosecuted because it's unacceptable. It is a real stain on, on our society because we have to be able to right the ship. And we have to do it the right way. We have to be able to do it through through the legal system. Some have called for, well, we have to throw off tyranny with armed uh, fighting and all this kind of thing. Well, folks, we had a revolution, but it was in 1776. We do not need armed insurrection fighting or anything. The revolution was won. To Kyle Warren. Hi, folks. This is Kyle Warren. A short time out, then back with more. So stay right there. Hi, folks. This is Kyle Warren. Stay tuned for the Edwards Notebook right here on The Kyle Warren Show. In 1775, Lutheran pastor John Peter Gabriel Mucklenburg concluded a very powerful sermon. Hello, I'm Ron Edwards on today's page from the Edwards Notebook. In the language of the Holy Writ, there is a time for all things. There is a time to preach and a time to fight. And now is the time to fight. He then threw off his clerical robe to reveal his Revolutionary War officer uniform. That afternoon, at the head of 300 men, he marched off to join General Washington's troops and became a colonel in the 8th Virginia Regiment. Ministers turned the colonial resistance into a righteous cause, not only from the pulpit, but also in state legislatures, among military chaplains, also taking up arms and leading troops into battle. Ultimately, the Continental Army captured two key British armies at Saratoga in 1777. When the prophetic words of Patrick Henry rang out, quote, three millions of us people armed with the holy cause of liberty and in such a country as this which we possess are invincible by any force which our enemy can send against us. Today, we who appreciate our unalienable rights, which come from God, are engaged along with President Trump in a war against the deep state swamp dwellers whom we shall soon defeat so help us god i'm ron edwards check out the ronedwards.com ron edwards the new voice of america sponsored by the tri-county liberty coalition listening to kyle warren (laughs) 
All right, welcome back, everybody. Kyle Warren with you. Welcome back as we continue racing through and rocketing through this Thursday edition of the program. And once again, thanks for listening. And don't forget, I'll be a guest on the Captain's America Third Watch radio program. That all comes up later on this evening at 11.05 p.m. Pacific, 2.05 a.m. Eastern Time. Simply go to kylewarrenshow.com. There you'll find links to listen live to Captain Matt Bruce's flagship station of AM860, The Answer, there in Tampa, Florida, as the program program goes out along the Salem Media Group of stations, also along the GCN network as well. The captain and I will have a complete wrap-up, of course, of all of the day's events today, the aftermath of what happened on Capitol Hill, uh, the political fallout from this, uh, and other news as well that, uh, that you need to be hearing about. We're concentrating, of course, here today on this program, uh, you know, with a lot of these things that, with the aftermath, uh, but any new developments, of course, will be uh, we're, we'll be telling you about on the Captain's America uh, later on uh, tonight. Um, so now, of course, what happened in uh, the Capitol building, um, of course, interrupted the uh, the uh, um, the the procedures that were going on um, at that time. This is what it sounded like. Uh, what was it about three? Uh, what was it? Uh, almost three forty-five or something in the morning, um, uh, local time there in Washington, as the electoral votes were finally done and certified. This is what it sounded like with Vice President Mike Pence. The whole number of electors appointed to vote for President of the United States is five hundred and thirty-eight. Within that whole number, a majority is 270. The votes for President of the United States are as follows. Joseph R. Biden, Jr. of the state of Delaware has received 306 votes. Donald J. Trump of the state of Florida has received 232 votes. The whole number of electors appointed to vote for Vice President of the United States is 538. Within that whole number, a majority is 270. The votes for Vice President of the United States are as follows. Kamala D. Harris of the state of California has received 306 votes. Michael R. Pence of the state of Indiana has received 232 votes. The announcement of the state of the vote by the President of the Senate shall be deemed a sufficient declaration of the persons elected President and Vice President of the United States each for the term beginning on the 20th day of January, 2021, and shall be entered together with the list of the votes on the journals of the Senate and the House of Representatives. The chair now recognizes... So there you have uh, Vice President Mike Pence, and uh, we were on the air last night, uh, the captain and I, uh, while that was happening, and uh, were able to bring that breaking news uh, to the live audience and uh you know again so that is pretty much the ball game uh in terms of any kind of uh, election uh issues that can be brought up now it's now to some degree of course as i said you know if if there had been no disruption yesterday then i still think it would have played out better in the long run for the Republican Party, which is going to have to figure out at this point how it's going to um, reconstitute, basically. And maybe that's a big word, um, you know, but how it's going to maybe move forward 
post-Trump at this point. Uh, the, the fallout is immense. Uh, the damage is major. Uh, and I don't want to lie to you, and I'm not, I'm not going to. Uh, I, I think that this is an, an, a, a, a terrible sort of nuclear uh, event that has happened now for the Republicans um, only because of, of this, the, 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 the way in which it's all going to come to an end for the, for the Trump presidency. Again, earlier I talked about unforced errors. Uh, in many ways, and I thought early on, these unforced errors are because Trump is not really a politician or has not been. Um, it, it, it doesn't have the 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 political speak, as it were, uh, that many uh, career politicians uh, have or they just naturally can do these these kinds of statements. Um, and, uh, and so early on, I thought, well, it's, it's a lot of that. Um, but, uh, yesterday with the, uh, with the tweet and the video, uh, again, I, I think that a lot of this would be very different. And even today, uh, I, I, I really do think, I don't think you'd see a lot of these, um, um, uh, uh, people resigning already and so forth. Number one, if Trump had simply not mentioned the election, um, the objections or any of that at all in his uh, tweet, I think it should have simply been, and this is just from my sort of PR perspective, I think it should have simply been, um, you know, uh, attacks of this nature are unacceptable. I call on everybody to cease and desist all violence. Uh, we support law enforcement and everybody needs to get out of the Capitol, um, you know, forthwith. And we need to stop this right now. Um, I will have further statements at another time and that kind of thing. Um, only because the perception of that now is President Trump is inciting the riots. Uh, if you simply, if you talk about the this issue, uh, it it's it seems to give a little bit more uh, fuel in that sense. And so he just, I think, I, again, another unforced error on President Trump's part, um, because I understand what people think, and I I I thought that when Pence came out and said we're going to have our day in Congress and this kind of stuff, that at the very least the objections would would be heard. They'd be heard in a procedural way where people couldn't shout it down or it couldn't simply be suppressed and you know from a story or this kind of thing and at the very least um it would there would have been a, a a broader hearing of this now it's also important to to note i think that because we haven't seen really because you know what does he care biden wouldn't care about this the biden machine wouldn't care about any of the irregularities that much is obvious um but at the very least biden himself should have gone through something where he said we got to run down irregularities you know not every single affidavit not every single eyewitness is just spewing a bunch of nonsense and that much is obvious but what he needs, what he could have done, Biden could have done, was to say, we got to run this down because otherwise you're going to have a large group of people. And, and I've said this before, you can have a large group of people in the country who just don't accept the results because they think something else untoward happened. And then you have the Biden machine on the other side, sort of tee hee hee. Okay, well, huh, well, we're just going to move forward now. And, you know, all this, you know, it, it just looks bad. The optics are horrible <laughs> for that. I think that much is obvious. So it is a major clash 
um, it is a, a major malfunction um, in our process. And it's going to, unfortunately, be played entirely into the hands of the, of the left. It's going to be played entirely into the hands of the party officials, of the Democrats. It's going to play entirely into the hands of those in the mainstream media. And it's going to be pretty tough for a long time to come, I hate to say. But the way that conservatives and the way that I think I hope our society uh, is able to uh, to weather all of this is to, again, pay attention to who's uh, being elected locally. Get ready for the 2022 elections. Nancy Pelosi has a razor thin margin in the House. The trend line was to eliminating the Democrat majority in the House. That was, I think, on pace. And this is going to be a huge setback for it. But two years from now, um, you know, it's hard to make those kinds of predictions. But one would think that with the implementation of Biden's policies, it's going to make taking the House, getting majority of GOP in the House, a a, a much, much more uh, possible reality. Now, that being said, you've and I received a message from a loyal listener. They're going to be leaving the Republican Party registering as an independent. I understand that. I hear that. And um, I think you're going to see a lot of it. I think I think this person is speaking for a lot of people out there. Um, And so what does that mean to the GOP being able to rebrand or reconstitute um, in light of of the of the literally oncoming onslaught from the main, not just the news, <laughs> not just the news, but all the other shows as well. I mean, it's just going to be free for all, but now, and it will be like that for a while, but here's the other thing. Eventually, even they will have to deal with the reality of Joe Biden. They're going to have to deal with what he is going to bring along um, especially when you have more, unfortunately, I hate, I hate to say, more people out of work, more businesses failing, more coronavirus shutdowns and lockdowns and, and takedowns or any all these different downs they may have. And it's going to get worse. And then they are g- going to be the ones having to try to explain away why Joe Biden is still, everything's great. Or they'll just... Blame it on Trump. You're listening to Kyle Warren. This is Chicago-style hot dog here. I'm not feeling too good. Turns out, along with all the other bad things my cholesterol does, they say it's a risk factor for strokes. Strokes? Sheesh. Good news from National Stroke Association. Exercising, eating right, and asking your doctor about medicines that can help lower your cholesterol, like statins, may reduce the risk of a first stroke. And if you've already had a stroke, it's even more important you lower your cholesterol. Lower your chances of stroke by controlling your cholesterol. Visit stroke.org today. Hey, John, I just heard you got a new computer. Congratulations. Thanks. It's the coolest thing. What will you do with your old computer? I don't know. I guess I'll just throw it away. Well, my company just bought new computers, and we decided to donate the old PCs to a place that gives them to local schools. You could do something like that. Seriously, who would want a three-year-old computer? Hey, it might be great for someone else. 
Computers can be refurbished and reused instead of ending up in the trash. By passing it on, you can help the community and the environment. If you're replacing your company's IT equipment or you're finished using your personal computer, pass it on to a local organization that accepts computers. To learn more, log on to epa.gov slash pass it on. This message was brought to you by EPA, Dell, Intel, HP, NEC, Philips, and this radio station on behalf of EPA's plug-in to e-cycling partnership. EPA does not endorse any commercial services or products of these groups. For information on all partners, log on to epa.gov slash plug-in. In sports, five games were featured in Hockey Action last week. Every year, millions of people rely on portable generators when they lose access to electricity. But some of them don't understand that a portable generator's carbon monoxide emissions can kill if their generators are used indoors. So we're here to clear the air. Always take your generator outside, away from windows and doors. When you take it outside, you distance yourself from the dangers of carbon monoxide. For more safety tips, visit TakeYourGeneratorOutside.com. Have you saved a life today? We organize a blood drive at our school. My blood type is O. They really need that. Have you saved a life today? I have cancer, but I make sure all my friends know how important it is to give blood. My blood helps heart patients or accident victims. Have you saved a life today? No, but today, someone's blood saved my son. The American Red Cross. Call 1-800-GIVE-LIFE. Hi, folks. This is Kyle Warren. I'd like to hear from you about the things we're talking about on the program. Go to KyleWarrenShow.com, click on Send Kyle a Message, or send it to my Facebook page, Facebook.com slash Show. I'm Ron Edwards, host of The Edwards Notebook, and you're being schooled by Kyle Warren the professor of politics. Yes, that's right. And welcome back to the program, everybody. Kyle Warren with you. And don't forget, you can subscribe to the program. Simply go to KyleWarrenShow.com. Click on the subscribe button for different ways you can hear the program. And welcome to everybody listening on Apple Podcasts, on Google Podcasts, also on Spotify as well. CastBox, Podcast Republic, others, however you hear the program, we're glad you're here. That's right. And uh, once again, folks, we have so much more to tell you about as we continue to race through and rocket through uh, the uh, Thursday edition here today. Um, Okay, let's see here. Let's see here. Um, Okay, well, this from Fortune magazine, the U.S. Senate wins in Georgia by Raphael Warnock and John Ossoff not only give Democrats control of the Senate, but they also mean that when President-elect Joe Biden takes office on January 20th, his party will fully control Capitol Hill, even though it's a very narrow majority. That's right. What they'll do is they'll probably do what they did back in the year 2000, I think, and that is they've got the 50-50 split. Uh, the um, At that time, uh, I think it was the uh, uh, Trent Lott and Tom Daschle, I think, and they said, okay, we're the president is uh, George W. Bush. So the Republicans have the White House, so that will be the sort of the deciding factor in terms of, of the, the majority, quote unquote. And so according in the Senate loves nothing more than protocol and precedent. So it'll definitely it would looks like it's going to be 
that um, the um, uh, Democrats would, would essentially have the majority. But again, Raphael Warnock has to run again in two years, folks. We'll see what kind of senator he makes. Um, and uh, who knows? There may be, uh, may be an opening there. Um, but certainly for now, it's going to be um, it's going to be Kamala Harris casting the deciding vote on a lot of things. But I, I'm, I'm going to be interested to see, though, and I'll get back to I want to tell you about the stimulus thing. here. Uh, but uh, I'll be interested to see how um, many times there is a 50 50 split. Exactly. And Kamala Harris has to come down and vote. You know, uh, we'll, we'll just see. Because there's a lot more to politicking than just, you know, and because it's not monolithic. And, and I think these Democrats are not necessarily as monolithic as 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 we as we think. Uh, so so we'll see um, if the uh, the Republicans can ever pull Democrats over or or who knows what it might be. And of course, if Chucky e. Schumer doesn't want it to come to the floor, we'll we'll see about that. But um, it's going to be well, it'll be interesting I, I, if, to, if, if nothing else. Um, but, uh, but again, we'll see if some cooler heads can prevail. And, and again, you know, the, the people out there, you can still call your senators and let them know what you think, even if they're not from your party, for example, you can still, you know, they, you know, make your voice heard. So again, so it'll mark the first time since 2010 that Democrats will simultaneously control the house, the Senate and the white house. Simply put, Democrats will soon have the power to legislate. And the first item on their docket looks like the $2,000 stimulus checks. I wonder, will that be the first item on their docket? Uh, One of the first things I want to do when our new senators are seated is to deliver the $2,000 checks to the American families, Senator Chuck Schumer said. Schumer's decision to make passage of the $2,000 checks a top priority. Isn't that surprising? Warnock and Ossoff successfully used $2,000 stimulus checks as a battle cry for their candidacies after Republican Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell blocked the Democrat-controlled House's bill to raise the $600 stimulus checks to $2,000. Well, and Trump had called for that, right? But they want a 25th Amendment, him out, right? But he was the one that actually called for that. In some ways, President Trump's call for the raising to $2,000, um, for some reason, Mitch McConnell said, no, he didn't want the socialism for rich people. Um, and I've talked about, I don't think this was a path to socialism on this one. I think this was an emergency, uh, emergency help measure. And I think it would have been even more of an emergency help measure if they would have not had anything else in the bill. Zero. Zero else in the bill except to send money to the American people. They could have, and all that billions of dollars, why couldn't they give that money to the American people? This is going to also stick in the craw of many voters because it shows that the the parties essentially, you know, cannot just just do something for the american people without getting their own horse trading and politicking things going on that my my friends i thought was a, a real real uh, sticking point so now are, gonna, are they going to come in and give everybody two thousand or are they going to give them the balance are they going to give them the 1200 extra i guess that remains to be seen but but i think one thing is pretty pretty obvious when Mitch McConnell would not budge on this. I think that went a long way to losing Georgia, because just as you saw in this article just here, 
Ossoff and Warnock, Warnock and Ossoff, they were went, you know, told the Georgians and and by definition everybody else you're going to get you're going to get more money. We're going to get more money right away. And that my friends was the ball game I think in Georgia. So was it just that the that Georgia just gone blue? That's it. Or again, like I said, we'll see what kind of senator Warnock makes. We'll see what else he says. We'll see what else comes out about him. You know, this kind of stuff. And then maybe then, you know, we'll see if there's any uh, if there's any openings um, for the for the for the election he'll have to face in two years because he's serving the balance. And uh, so we'll we'll see what's uh, what's what's going on here. So it will be very, <laughs> very, very interesting uh, to say the least. Okay, so now you have. Let's see here. Um, yes, the transportation chief, Elaine Chow, on Thursday, this from Reuters, became the first cabinet member to join a list of officials in President Donald Trump's administration to leave in protest after the storming of the U.S. Capitol by his supporters. And again, some of them may have been his supporters. That's right. And they made a, a terrible, terrible mistake, and they should never have done that. Um, mixed in, I think you're going to find that there were some uh, professionals. Uh, there might have been some other agents, uh, you know, there as well, agent provocateurs as they're called. And so we'll have to, uh, we're, we're going to see for sure. And I'm, and I'm hoping that we will have a swift um, arrests or swift identifications and, and prosecutions for these kinds of things. But in other words, I think we'll get to have a much clearer picture um, over a, a short period of time here, hopefully. Uh, Chow, of course, is the wife of Senate Republican leader Mitch McConnell, said in an email that the mob attack, quote, has deeply troubled me in a way I simply cannot set aside. She said in her resignation letter will will take effect on Monday. Now, of course, I think Buttigieg is coming in uh, there. I think she still said that she will help that uh, that transition there. Um, but these, these are, we're going to see more of these. I think this is going to start happening. Um, and, uh, and of course, uh, Trump is mad at Pence. I've seen a lot of posts today on social media about Mike Pence. Now this goes to the idea that could he have simply set aside the electors that were disputed or seated or, you know, a recognized other uh, alternative slate of electors. Could he have sent these back to the States and so forth? Um, well, According to the Electoral Count Act of 1887, he, no, he can't. And we actually talked about this on the Captain's America the other night. Um, this is something that um, Louis Gohmert's, uh, um, uh, his lawsuit talked about. So, you know, is it unconstitutional? Rudy Giuliani says yes, uh, that the Electoral Count Act of 1887 is unconstitutional. Um, it is doubtful that it would be struck down by the Supreme Court at this point. And I think it would be doubtful for for a number of reasons, but primarily too the idea that if you have one person who can simply undo whatever, I mean, I in a in a standard way, not with 2020 in particular, but but if you're giving one person the ability to strike down a votes and 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 simply throw the election to maybe his boss at that point or her boss, then that seems to concentrate too much power into one person. So I don't think I think the judges on the Supreme Court would not strike it down, maybe even even for that reason, 
but that's a non-starter it's a no-go uh but folks and and it was going to be and that's why pence said what he said and that's what he did what he did okay folks we'll see you live on the radio tonight and right back here tomorrow thank you for listening take care out there you're listening to kyle warren